Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. How's it going, pal? Any crack? I'd murder about pens. Ah, lads, I'm in a bleeding bojangle. Ah, Jesus. Are you messing? Get up out of that. He's some dust. He's bleeding massive. Some shaber. Ah, there. Did you run? Hello there, how are you getting on? Welcome back to Tis Yourself. I'm sorry about the little two week break, but I I had a guest cancel and then last week I was on a hen and none of you were listening to podcasts on the bank call weekend. Let's be honest with ourselves, okay? We're too busy living life and catching up with people and if you're like me, you know, dying in a fear hellhole afterwards. So the last thing on your mind is catching up with a podcast. So I'm back this week and very excited to be back with my guest, so, so excited about this. Um, I'm a huge, beyond huge Home and Away fan. Absolutely love it. And on my radio show, which you can still hear episodes of, uh, it was Q102's Weekend Buzz. I had Paddy O'Connor on, who plays Dean, the beautiful Dean, um, last year. And it was great crack, such a lovely fella. So that episode's there if you're also a Home and Away fan and you want to go back and listen to it. Um, obviously, he talks about being with Sophie and all that kind of stuff. But my next guest has this weird crossover between Fair City and home and away and like you're like how like let's think about everybody who we know as Irish people we probably know a lot of people who've gone to Australia Irish people gone over there did the backpack I did it for two years um, so like there's a lot of people that we know that have done that how many do you know of Aussies who came this way and decided to stay here I can only think of two and one of them is my next guest. So I was like so intrigued by this. I met him long time ago um, when he was working on Fair City and I was like fangirling because, you know, he was he was a writer on the show and other people who didn't watch Home and Away were just like, you know, this is Sam. And I was like, this is Kane from Home and Away. Oh my God, he was married to Kirsty. He attacked Danny. Ah, I wanted to ask him so many questions. So I got my chance this time. And... um. It was so lovely. We were chatting away for ages and it would have kept him longer. But he had his dog in the car who was dying to go and have a little walkie. So you can't be doing that to the poor dog. So here it is. My chat with Sam Atwell, who is former star of Home, of Home and Away, former writer of Fair City and now RTE executive and Irish citizen. Have a, have a little listen here and enjoy. Hi Sam. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Well, come here. Thank you very much for chatting to me. Not um, at all. No I really appreciate this as a huge 
both home and away and Fair City fan. This is like coming together as one. <laughs> yeah. You know, we all belong together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are one of the rare um, opposites because you're an Aussie who came to Ireland. It's usually us yeah. and then invading your place. I know. Well, yeah, that's it. I just kind of had to make room. There was this, you know, this, I used to live in, um, in Bondi, which we call County Bondi, uh, which was kind of 50% Irish, 50% Kiwis. And then, you know, a couple of, uh, a couple of Aussies squeezed in and, uh, and South Africans. And, uh, it's just a melting pot of lots of people, but there were loads of Irish. Uh, and I used to, it was kind of in my, even before home and away is where I first moved to Sydney. And, uh, Working at coffee shops down on Bondi Beach, and uh, we'd have loads of parties with the Irish. Yeah, oh, I, I had plenty of nights out in Bondi. I thought I was classy when I lived there. I didn't live in Bondi. I thought I was okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There. Where did you live? I lived in Piermont. Oh yeah, Piermont's a bit classier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But- I think now you have to be a millionaire to live in Bondi. So it was just before, just as it was kind of changing, being even more more gentrified, but. Uh, yeah, it's a great place to live, though. It was amazing. Where are you from then, in Oz? Brisbane. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, I, I grew up in Brisbane and uh, and then moved, did acting school in Brisbane and then moved to Sydney in 2000, 1999, 2000. And then, so when were you in, in Australia? Uh, I went from 2012 to 2014. Okay, I actually, I, I left, I came over here in uh, 2013. You saw me come and you're like, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. I, I, I'm out of here. That's what we've let in now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, yeah, not, I, was, yeah. I, was, I was just daunted and intimidated. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I was working on the farm for the first six months I was there. No yeah, one yeah. was intimidated by me. <laughs> How was that? Oh, well, you, at the time you think it's horrific and then you look back and you're like it's the best time of your life because there's no worries like you just your only worry is picking fruit and you're not making any money anyway so it's kind of yeah. just like drinking and having parties with friends on a farm well, that's good i no, i have heard some horror stories though, so I, i'm glad it wasn't too bad yeah the most horror was like seeing a snake or a spider right. while you're in the shower that's or in your boots standard yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least you don't have that here yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 we, I actually lived in Terrigal, which is down the coast of Sydney, for, before I came over here for a year. And uh, Terrigal is the capital of the funnelweb spider. And I was digging in the, I didn't really know that or comprehend that. And so I was digging in the garden one day and one came up out of the depths of hell. And uh, yeah, they look, they're the scariest thing I've ever seen. And you're meant to catch them. And then you're meant to take them to the hospital to use for antivenom. But uh I, I, I couldn't. I, I just closed the door and went inside and never gardened again. <laughs> You're like, okay, where has definitely no spiders or snakes? Okay, Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I left. <laughs> I don't mind snakes at all. I don't have a problem with snakes, but spiders scare the hell out of me. Yeah. I could never understand that, especially when I was up in Queensland. They had no fear when it came to spiders or, or snakes. They would literally pick yeah. them up and just throw a like seven foot brown snake out of the way. And I'd be like, what? Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I've, I've had to um, on home and away. We had to have a few scenes with snakes, and so, and obviously they weren't poisonous ones, but we, we had to hold them and, and feel them. And yeah, I didn't have a problem with that at all. But if it was a spider, I'd be running for the hills. <laughs> so, how did you get into acting then? I'm, I'm guessing you didn't just walk straight into home and away. Like, how what kind of happened there? 
Yeah, no, I did. Uh, I was really lucky. I did acting at high school. Um, I had a, a great drama teacher, my my auntie, as it happened. Uh, <laughs> did a bias her. No, uh, she she she. Well, maybe she was tougher on me, but she was she was, she was a fantastic teacher. And uh, she, I'd always done speech and drama, and then at high school, she was approached, or she approached um, the Bell Shakespeare Company when they were in. Um, uh, in Brisbane, they were setting up their company. Uh, it's now really huge, but uh, it was their first t- tour, I think, and uh, the first tour to Brisbane. And they needed four young guys to play the princes in Richard the Third. And so I got th- through school through my aunt, uh, became one of them, and um, I just loved it. Really, just loved being on stage and loved being part of a company. And, uh, and then. Says so just that's what I wanted to do from that point on, and then uh, went to acting school in Brisbane for three years, and um, actually auditioned for Home and Away while I was at acting school and got quite close, and then came down to Sydney and started auditioning as you do as a young actor um, for different things, and actually got a part on um, yeah got a part on the medical Channel Seven medical drama All Saints, and then after that got a part on Home and Away. Do you remember then, what the part uh, you what you auditioned for the first time was? Yes, um, I th- it was. I think it. Oh, was it Curtis or is it? Um, God, Curtis it, was the guy it, it with was black a, curly hair. If I'm remembering right, I thought he had blonde. There's a guy with blonde straight hair. Mm. Uh, it was. It might have been Curtis. Yeah, that might be wrong. It was a brother and sister that came. Oh, Jeff. Is it Gypsy? Does Gypsy have a sister? Gypsy. Played by Kim. Um, I remember there was a, the guy, the, the, the brother and sister who came from the cult. Was that meant to be you? No, Jeff, because Jeff was way past my time. Jeff was, I was oh, directing was when he was there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Lincoln Lewis. Um, but it, yeah, it can't, like, it can't, because when I met some of the guys from Home and Away, they're like, oh, I remember. I remember that you were just, you were, you, it was between you and someone else. You got it. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what the part was. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I think it was Gypsy, and I know Gypsy went out with Will, so I think Gypsy had a brother, so whoever that was. Oh, you're right. There was a blonde guy. Oh, John. The blonde guy, yeah. Yeah, and I think he went on to go to like Hollywood afterwards. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about now. He so, was really. I think that was the part, because I remember going, yeah, he's a. Uh, He's good and he's, he's very good looking. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's annoying getting down so close because, like, I suppose if you get down to ten people and you you don't get picked, you're like right. But when it's down to two and you start telling people, you're like, "Well, I'm that close." Yeah. Well, I didn't know. It was I didn't realize I was that close at all. It was only when um, one of the actors said it that I met them and said it. Oh, they were like, "Oh, you're you're very." I don't know if it was true, but he said he knew of it and he didn't know me at all. So. Um, I figured it must have been fairly close. And you weren't like, well, F you, Honeway, I'm never going near you again. <laughs> no, no, I, no, not at all. I, um, yeah, I was very happy to keep auditioning. I think I auditioned, I think I did three auditions. I can't remember. The other one might have been for a small part, but then uh, Kane was only meant to be, um, I think it was three weeks. Really? Uh, and uh, Yeah. So, um, and might have been three or six weeks, but they, but they'd already obviously talked about a story because I remember Tamad Sursok saying, um, oh, you're the guy that assaults me. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, and I'd read all my scripts already. 
as mad into it. I just wanted to, you know, because it's just out of drama school. You just want to stop working in the coffee shops and, and act for a living. Um, and uh, and then I kind of just went, oh, she must be, she must have got that wrong. And then remember being called up to the office and going, look, this is the story that we've got planned, the story we've got planned. Um, and, uh, you know, it's pretty controversial. Would you be keen to do it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sign me up for as long as, as long as you can give me work for it. I'd be happy. <laughs> You're like, if I can hand in my note with Stan and Bondi, I'm, that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be amazing. And it was. And, and working at Home Away was, um, it's, uh, it was such a, a great family. And it was a really great time there as well. Um, really, uh, um, Stuart Webb was the first producer who brought me on board and then Julie McGoran took over and then, and then her partner Cameron Welsh then took over after that uh, and just to, they were all really just all really good producers but um, uh, and Lucy who's there at the moment is, is also great but they um, yeah it's, just, it's kind of a really big family really, it's, it's really hard work soaps are really tough um, so it filters out any, you know, big egos or anything like that because you just need to, you need to get on and you need to get on with the job. Um, and it's all obviously an incredibly beautiful place to work as well. Oh, I've been to Palm Beach. It, I yeah, was like... It's stunning, isn't it? Unbelievable. Like, it just yeah. how this is your job when you're there is just like, really? I know. I know. I, I remember my first day just sitting on the beach and Kane had a crush... Um, on a teacher who was coming out of the water in a bikini and I was like oh lads like, like, I don't know how to act this because it's ridiculous <laughs> she's caught she's absolutely stunning and I'm on this amazing beach sitting in the sun just yeah uh, it kind of blew my mind a bit you were like I think we're going to need 17 takes of this just take a few hours just let me sit here <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like a really it was like being a really uncool James Bond looking at a Bond girl coming out of the water <laughs> But when you're saying your storyline is controversial, like it obviously was, you know, that was the whole thing with, with new, the attack and that kind of stuff. And your and your brother, I remember being involved and all. Like, did you think when they did go to you, say that was going to happen, that you're going to have a very limited, like, it can only go one way. He's a bad guy. We can't, you know. Yeah, totally. And And it kind of was the plan as well, in a way that it wasn't meant to be. Like, I can't remember what the extension to the contract was, but it was only, I think it was only a few months um, and then uh, it was so well, re- I think the story was so well received and Tamman um, did such a great job in the aftermath after I left as well. And uh, she did such a good job actually that she had to do it again because it was too traumatic um, for the audience. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it was, it was such a big story that then they, they brought me back and they, and then they extended because he was he, he was a very well drawn character like they, you know there was because he you know they yes he was he was kind of originally a baddie but then bringing in the brother element of the fact that he was bashed it kind of gave him this more uh, you, you got more empathy for him and then obviously he saved every single member of the family from various different disasters over the over time that's why I met a, a snake um, was when I was saving Kirsty's. Uh, uh, Shelley Kirsty's mum from Snake Bite on a on a uh, in the middle of the bush. Uh, that's what I laugh at. Like the you know, Kane is meant to be this guy. He attacks this poor girl who everybody likes, and everyone's like, "Yeah, oh, keep Kane around. Don't send her to prison." I know, I know. And and Danny ended up going to prison. That was the thing. It was like, oh my god, 
Yeah, it was. It was that was. I think the scariest bit about uh, you know people would come up and be on your side, and I was like, okay, I, I don't want to. I don't need to know you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he actually did that. He he actually assaulted her. So um, yeah. And then they're like, do you know what? He saved all the family. Now let's get him with her sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, hopefully um, he played the dad. He just, uh, he was just going, I can't imagine, because he's such a gorgeous man, the the, the, the actor. And um, he was like, I just, I don't, I just, he would say to the producers and the directors, I can never forgive him. And that's how it has to be played. And and he did it all the way through. And, and, and it, it, it was great. But uh, yeah, it was very, it was a tricky one. I just always you want to really funny, and I, I remember every time you know there'd be a Kirsty and Kane storyline you're like oh let them be together just let them be happy and you're like <laughs> oh, that was real life <laughs> yeah no I know I know so th- and it kind of I think because of of that everything that Kirsty and Kane did had to be quite heightened reality and heightened drama so as an actor it was like the best part in the world because you know, you're not just sitting in the diner having um, milkshakes. You're out there um, driving cars and, and chases and, and um, there's explosions. And I remember when I came back, I can't remember which time I came back. I kept going and coming back. And the time I came back and they're like, okay, so you're on a ferry and the ferry's sinking and you save the day. <laughs> I'm like, Really? Okay. Okay. And having to, and we're on the, like a, a massive ferry, and the way that they, um, the the way that they rocked the ferry was they got another ferry to drive directly. And it was parked, and they and they had rain machines all over the top deck, and they got another ferry to drive directly at it and then turn, and so that created waves. And then they said, "Okay, Sam. So you're under the, with the rain machines. You're going to run across the top deck as the boat's going up and down like this, and and get to the captain, and then run back and tell everyone it's going to be it's the ferry sinking." That was the best fun ever. <laughs> so good. I'd say you must have learned so much just be, from being on that one show in particular. Like all your drama school and everything. Oh. Wouldn't prepare you yeah. for that. No, I mean, yeah, drama school was great, but this was, this was, and Home and Away has been so, I think, um, a massive part of so many people's career, whether it be cast or crew, and it's launched and um, um, solidified so many careers, I think. Um, I mean, I was there for 13 years, so I did uh, on and off. And so I, did, I was an actor and then I was a director and then went into the writing department. So as a writer, I wrote the scripts as well. So it was kind of, I was able to see every different department. And and when I was an actor, I used to, I was kind of, because I was very young and out of drama school, I would be asking everyone, so what do you do? What, tell, tell me what a grip does. And, and it was great. Because <laughs> as an actor, you do have a lot of time standing around. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, you know, it, it should be, it'd be great for everyone to be able to do work experience on a soap because there's just there's so much going on so many stories and it's so logistically huge to get everything done I, in the like, time I, I watched members like scenes being filmed and everything and like it's like three seconds what you, what comes on the screen is taken like three yeah. hours and 35 takes and angles here there and everywhere and you're just kind of like God, you know, on the times that you're just standing waiting, it must be boring. But then when you're on Palm Beach, you're kind of like, I don't feel too sorry for them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, it's I, I wouldn't say it's ever boring. It's really fun. And, and Palm Beach, it's that's kind of like 
it's bizarre. It's sort of some days it's like you're in a theater show because I remember I was having a, a fight scene one time. So it was pretty full on. And there was, I'm sure there was about 200 Irish, Scottish and English standing around. They just came on tour buses and the poor ADs are going, okay, guys, this is a really big scene. So we need a big area for them to roll around and the stunt coordinators and things like that. And it also depends on, because I think, I think they kind of figure out the schedules and stuff and, uh, you know, like if you had, uh, even at the time, now, obviously now he's huge, but if you had, say, Chris Hemsworth out there, um, there'd be even more buses. And if, even if you had Ray Maher out there as well, and, and uh, uh, yeah, some days, so some days you're, you're acting in kind of the round. Yeah, because there was a day we went and it was just before Christmas. So obviously it was really hot and like it was scorching. We just kept running in and out of the water because it was so hot. And um, mm. all the Braxons were yeah. filming. And all them, their right. whole, yeah. all their whole scene was yeah. just them walking out of the water, and so we were just like, "Yeah, this is the best." Yeah, day right. Ever. Top, <laughs> tops off. Yeah, there you go. There, that, yeah, um, I know. You, you see, like a, a lot of um, a lot of young women and men just standing. I remember when the Braxtons were there, just fainting on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in GAA jerseys because we're on like yeah. big pasty yeah, yeah. Irish girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I remember because I saw. Um, um, like they, there was a while there when I was working on Fair City actually that uh, a lot of them would come over and do promotional sort of opening nightclubs and things like that um, and so I, I, I got to see a few of them uh, as they were coming over which was really nice but they were but here they were like oh my god it's just amazing like you know you go to this nightclub there's people lined up down the street yeah because I found it funny over, it's kind of the opposite. Over in Australia, these Aussies are like, no, we don't watch it, but secretly watch it. And like over here, Fair City, we don't watch it. We secretly know everything yeah. that's going on. Yeah. It's so funny how it's like, no, we're not watching it. I know. We get 500,000 a night viewers. Like, come on. Yeah, it's just the, it's the home. I guess we don't like, you know, the grass is always greener type thing. Because mm. it's the same. Yeah. Like you said, in Australia, you get into a cab. Um and you know they'd be like, oh no, I don't, I don't watch, don't watch Home Away. But what's going on with this person? This person. And, and, I mean, my wife watches it, but I, I do, <laughs> I do like, you know. And it's the same here with Bear City. I used to love it because I, I now have an Irish passport, but I, um, that's only recent, so I'd always have to come through customs on my Australian passport. And you know they always ask you the questions about what you do, and um, often in customs they'd be like, "So what are you doing?" I said, "Oh, well, I work for RTE," and they're like, "Where? Oh yeah, what part?" Um, and I said, "Well, I work in Fair City," and they're like, "Oh, really? Well, what is Carol doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few storylines for you. That's great. Oh, I'd say you get that all the time. I have a few storylines now. This is what yeah. I really think you should do. I've heard some good stories though because of it. <laughs> well then there we go yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good sign then don't tell me that I'll be texting you later like come here these suggestions <laughs> but you went from acting in Fair City or Fair City Home and Away and then you got into directing and writing and that's kind of a common thing over there in the show I've noticed like even when we were there and there'd be people I'd be like isn't that Leah's brother but he's now like yes, behind the camera Danny. and stuff yeah, like that yeah. Yeah. Let's see, like, is that a thing that they offer or was it a thing that like you suggest or it what was, does it work um, it's, the like the directors are pulled um, because it's such a sort of fast moving show, and because it is really requires people to get along and kind of have that family vibe, and because you're up really early, you're working really hard. Um, they do like to pull their directors from 
um, from the show itself when they can. So it was really like there's been, you know, um, uh, there's like the, the producer I mentioned earlier, Cameron Welsh. I don't know if you men- remember the character of Mitch. He played yeah. Mitch. Yeah, so he was Mitch, and then he became he became a director. So he was there. it was quite an amazing part because I I was there. I don't think he was acting when I was there. I think when I first joined the show, he was doing the kind of behind this directing the behind the scenes thing. It's called Back to the Bay, and then from that he became the producer, and then uh, is now. On a, a huge executive producer, um, he was one of the producers on Foundation, which was shot over here. So, and like Jet Wilkinson as well, she was. Uh, I can't remember how she started. She might have been in continuity, then she became a director. Really fantastic director. Did other shows in Australia and is now doing huge shows in the states. So, um, yeah, and it's and, and I, th- I mean, the same thing happens on Fair City as well in terms of. Um, I remember um, Rebecca Grimes who um, plays Haley? she started as a, I think like a 50 word apart and, and came on and, and you see her and you're like, Oh my God, she's amazing. And has become a central figure in the show. So I think it's uh yeah. When you see something that works, it's great to, to kind of elevate that person. And, and, um, and, and then they also know the team as well. But you had started out wanting to do acting. So what was it that kind of drew you to doing the back behind the scenes stuff? I um I'd always done I'd always written and I'd uh, always kind of put put shows together even in high school and stuff. So I just never because acting was the 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 place I went to first and uh, and I was lucky enough to get opportunities in that. And then as that went on, I went, "Geez, I like to look at that directing." Um, and then as I was directing, I was doing, working so much more with so many scripts and I was, so I just really wanted to know how um, the writing department worked and from there got into writing. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of a, nat- it's been a natural progression and now um, I'm doing kind of more uh, development and, and producing. So, um, but I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have all the, you know, to be a producer, you need to have a broad range of knowledge and skills across all the departments. So I've been really lucky in that way. I imagine when you first started writing scripts, whether Home and Away or Fair City, you had had as Kane such a dramatic time. You're like, everything has to be dramatic. So all the scenes yeah. are super <laughs> dramatic. Yeah. Irene is jumping yeah. off a building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I would. I'd, I'd really push for it to be as dramatic as possible. But I mean, that's that's kind of the broad remit of any show, really. So uh, it was lucky to have that background. But it's, yeah, it's quite different. Um, like I was overseeing all the the scripts and story for Fair City, uh, and it, yeah, you, you're it's because you're on a lot in Fair City. You can't. You have the drama needs to be very uh, intricately woven into the relationships. Whereas uh, on Home and Away, you can drive cars off cliffs and things like that. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a it's a different way of telling stories. But again, they both need to have a. Um, a lot of drama at their core. So what came, what was the final thing for you for walking away from Home and Away, like in all aspects of the connection that you had there? Because as you said, it's a long time you were there. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I was just really lucky enough to um, work across so many different departments and then an opportunity came up at Fair City and I was really keen to 
travel the world basically <laughs> like I, I because I think I had been on home and away I'd always planned to go to London actually as so many Aussies do and I came over to Dublin and really fell in love with it and then I met uh, Bridget DeCourcy who is exact producer of Fair City they needed uh, directors at the time and uh, I said I'll be back in a month when I was <laughs> so hold on were you just over here traveling and happened to meet or was this kind of yeah 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 stop yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was through a family connection, um, a cousin at um, at, Fair C- at Fair City, and I was like, "Can you tell me about the industry over here?" Um, and she said, "Why don't you come and meet um, Bridgie?" So that's that how it happened, and, and then yeah, and then so as a director, and then the script producer moved on to another show, um, Red Rock. And so they needed a script producer. Well, it's called a series consultant there, but a, essentially a script producer. And they said, would you like to do that? And then that was a four-year gig. And uh, and then, yeah, so it's kind of just... And then, and then I went away to animation, did some story work there, which was fantastic, and then came back during the pandemic to, uh, well, a script editing for Facility and also directing, um, which was great. And then, and then moved into um, development. I just love that like idea of coming over and you're like, right, I'll be back in a month because I think that's just, yeah. it's, it's so exciting. It's like, let's it not was. think about it too much. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't like, I, I loved working at Home and Away. Um, but yeah, I felt like I, I needed to broaden my horizons and Home and Away had given me such a, um, just such a, founda- a really strong foundation. So I kind of wanted to apply it in other places and learn more as well. If I recall correctly, you were part of the team that did the Katie in the Box storyline in Fair City. I was very much part of that team. Um, it was, it, uh, yeah, it was a great story. I, I remember the pitch meeting. Um, it was, it was very, it was amazing. It was actually, then this is how, the, the beauty of how television works. I think we were down in the story room, and for some reason, we, you know, because usually you're pitching maybe four to eight different stories for the, over a two-week period. Mm. And uh, so you, you kind of come up with broad stories. This will be the story about, um, I don't know, Bella and Cass getting married and, and how are we going to start that off and how long will that last and things like that. And then you'd go up and you'd pitch it to Bridgie and uh, and she'd give you notes and, um, and that was great. And then, but uh, we, I think we were down a story or a story for some reason, which often happens got canned at the last minute, might have been actor availability or something. And um, my very good friend, uh, John Fox, came up with this story. He goes, okay, what we'll do is we'll do a tiger kidnapping and, um, and this girl will get kidnapped. And, um, and then they'll, we'll have this whole action sort of week where they try and find her and, and then they find her. So it was meant to be, I think, a week or two-week story. Uh, and I, I remember going up to the pitch meeting and saying, because usually I'd pitch all the stories. <laughs> So I remember saying, John, you're pitching that one because I just I just like this is this is kind of bonkers, uh, and uh, Bridgie uh, like jumped onto it and went, I think that's great, but instead of a week or two, let's extend it, and uh, and so and and let's and she was like, let's play it out in real time. So it was a very, was a very daring move. Um, but it got the attention of the nation. And I think, uh, and I mean, we were very, very lucky as well to have um, Amelia and Johnny in those roles because they were, and, and the supporting cast as well of the family, but, um, but they were just incredible. I don't I, think you could have done that with lesser actors. 
I loved the storyline because I it, again this is where people point out how they don't watch the show but they knew everything they knew how long Katie yeah. was in that box so like yeah 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 we're gas I don't watch yeah. but she's still in that box and she had her hairbrush the other day now did she no, she yeah. must have given her a hairbrush <laughs> <laughs> I know I know it was getting international attention it was just, because it was such a unique thing to do because because soap is obviously the storylines they can't go on that long um but uh yeah it was quite it was quite amazing and then i got to direct the moment that we reveal where katie the moment that we first see katie again which was very exciting oh that is pretty cool because you're like I've, i'm being involved with the story and now i get to actually show the big reveal exactly yeah yeah it was cool really cool and so now you're not in Fair City anymore. You're you're doing developing stuff. So you're going to you're yes. bringing out new shows, I suppose, bringing them to starting them off or whatever, is it? Yeah, it's kind of all the way through. So um, it's drama development for RTE. And uh, so we'd work on shows like Hidden Assets and um, uh, Kin as well. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Smother. All the uh, all the shows what that are that on nobody one. Nobody's dying to see the same yeah. series. Of them. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, no, and they and they're fantastic to work on. Like it's just it's just a joy to read all the scripts, and the, and we're also kind of organizing how the sh- helping to organize how the show's going to be run and how it's going to work for RTE. And then we've got at the moment we've got um, fifteen other shows as well as the big shows that we're already working on. Like those ones, we've got fifteen other shows in development. Um, that might be on RT1 or RT2. So it's it's really exciting. I was just going to um, say, like, it sounds like an exciting job be- um, because I suppose every day is probably a bit different as opposed to when you're, yeah. you know, a writer, director and stuff like, you know, it's exciting at the time. But then when you get a chance that you're like, today you're working on the kin development and you work on that for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See that through and see how it becomes like so big that it was. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And it, um, like we've got Storyland running at the moment as well. So that's, uh, you know, we, we put eight shows into development and three of them will be going to production. And uh, and then this is the first year that they'll be shown on RTE too. So that's really cool because it's a lot of new writers and new new producers and really kind of edgy new ideas as well. So, um, yeah, it's really cool. It's a long way from the Brisbane acting school when you were just playing that prince, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It is, yeah. No, but it's great. And uh, it's been a great place to work. And you're now officially an Irish citizen, as you said. You've got yeah. your passport. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, yeah. <laughs> um, it was, I, I've only used it once and we went to Birmingham and... Um, we were so flustered about the code what because it was just in the middle of COVID regulations changing. Mm. And so we were stressed out. We didn't know what we had to do. We got to the airport really early. And we were so excited that we're sitting at the gate, uh, sort of next to the gate in, in, in the bar, and um, just on the phone and things like that and missed the flight. So, um, you yeah. missed the flight? <laughs> We're like, oh, geez, we better go over. And we went over and there was a queue. I'm like, phew, we haven't missed it. And then I saw it said Manchester. And I went up to the the, the, the woman and she's like, oh, no, your, your flight's in the air, sir. I was like, oh. Just like, you haven't been traveling. Like, so I was just so out of practice. It's that damn Irish passport. It's jinxed me already. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually so upset. I was like, this is meant to be the first time. But um, it worked out and we got to Birmingham. 
I'm glad because I was like, that is a really big letdown. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. you have to go through security and then just turn back. I know. Well, that's it. I thought, oh, no, I can't be getting a cab back home with my new Irish passport. Is that, how, how was that getting for you? Like, was that something you've been wanting to do for a while? Because I know it's a big deal, like getting another country. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it was really exciting. It took a while because I applied in at the end of 2019 and then the, and you've got to get, um, like, obviously, and um, of course, it's a rigorous process of, you know, you've got to prove that you've been here for five years and have all the documents that prove that. So that took a while to get together. And then I, I could have applied earlier, but there was this, um, there was a whole high court appeal challenge because there was an Aussie professor uh that um, he hadn't spent enough time in the state when he applied. And so this, it went through the high court anyway. And then when I applied and then the passport office shut down um, because of COVID. <laughs> so, so, People are like, don't long, give him the passport. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is it me? Did I do all this? I'm not that Aussie. I'm not the professor. I, I think he got his passport in the end too. Um, but yeah, no, it's really, it, it feels, I was actually talking to someone the other day, who did he's an English man living in Australia and he was like I didn't I wasn't really fussed about getting an Australian passport and then I had to get it and he said but then as soon as I got it I just felt this sense of belonging and pride and I think that's the same for me here I hope that the Irish people have like welcomed you straight away and were very kind to you and you didn't like you didn't need that passport to feel belong here no I didn't no but it does it does yeah it's it's nice to to not have to split up as um, as we go through customs. Yeah, I imagine every time you and your partner are going anywhere, you're like, right, Charles, see, see, yeah, you're in the see bar. Let's yeah, hope we make the flight. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We won't ever do that again. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not like, especially if you're coming back from Australia or something and you've got to split up at the end. Um, yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's certainly, it's really nice to, to, to have the passport and just means that, you know, you're a citizen, which is great. I'm looking forward to voting as well. Oh yeah, that's the big thing now. You'll be like, right now, now I'm officially yeah. able to vote and all that crack. Yeah, yeah. You get to try and get your head around Irish voting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I have to register actually. I keep forgetting, so I have to go do that. I know. Oh, yeah. there's, I've actually there's a lot to learn in Irish voting. Oh yeah, you didn't have to do any citizen tests, sit down and do any like you know who's the president right No, no, there's none of that. And the, um, because of COVID, uh, there was no ceremony. So I got a really gorgeous letter in the post um, from the minister. But And then I heard that someone else got a, a Brazilian guy. He got a ceremony online. So I don't know. Again, maybe it was just me. There's like, you're lucky. You're lucky to get the passport, pal. Don't push it. the skin of your teeth, pal. Just take what you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just hold on. Well, listen, Sam, I'll let you go. Let you Thanks, really go off and enjoy your day. Um, thank no you worries. so much. I really appreciate it. Not at all, it. anytime. <laughs> Great, lovely. Thanks so much. All it was right. lovely I talking to you. I'll see you soon in person. Yeah, hope so. Yeah. All right, Sloan. All bye. right, thanks a lot, Sloan. Bye. 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 Hope you all enjoyed that there. I love when other people from other countries move to Ireland and they're living here a while and they get that weird twang of their local accent and the Irish accent. And I think the the word that I always pick it up on is you've seen it. I've seen it with like Polish people and, you know, different countries. The word they always pick up is lads. And I heard Sam saying it and I was like, I absolutely love this. He's just like lads and this and that. You're like, yeah. So you can hear like definitely the Irish um 
accent coming out in here, coming out in him, I suppose. He's been here since 2013, so he's definitely picked up the lingo and he's picked up a bit of the accent as well, which is gas. I'm sure when he goes back to Australia, people are like, sorry, what? what? But, um, Fabulous. Um, one thing I did check after we spoke was who he had originally auditioned for. So it was Tom Nash um, and that was related to Gypsy. So that's he was right there. And the other person was Noah Lawson. And if you remember Noah, um, it, he was played by Pew Brady and he was going out with oh, Hayley, um, Will's sister. Was she Will's sister? Hayley, anyway, gorgeous blonde girl. She was she married to Leighton Hewitt in real life. Um, and that's, I'm like gas because I can't imagine him as them. But I'm like, obviously I would have if he got the part. But there you go. So there's some little trivia for my fellow Home and Away fans who didn't know um, who he was talking about there. But it was such a lovely conversation. So nice. Good. To, I love hearing about people who come here and really enjoy their experience and like happy to live here. And he's now a citizen. And I'm sorry he didn't get his ceremony. I think that everyone who missed out over the last couple of years who became Irish citizens should be given, you know, a, a new ceremony. Like join in next year or whatever. So maybe... If anyone knows the minister, get on to them, say it to them there. I'll give them now the email there on Sam's behalf. Well, that's all I have for now. If you've enjoyed this episode, please, please, please go and leave me a rating on Spotify or um, leave a review on iTunes or wherever you do listen. It means like so much to me. And uh, I got my 19th rating on Spotify the other day, which is absolutely fabulous. Um, I'm still waiting on a new review. The last one was left last year so I, on iTunes. So like if you just even say like five stars, Nicholas Gorgeous. <laughs> that's all I have to say like come on you know it's fine um, and do follow on Instagram uh, we're just I think it's 18 followers away from 500 and come and find me on Twitter as well so it's all just tis yourself um, or well tis yourself and you'll find me there uh, it's been lovely to be back and I hopefully will be back with you next week with another gorgeous celeb telling their story and I do hope that you all have a good weekend and I will chat to you soon Slong fall. bye